Trip family, what's going on? It's your boy. He is Melo D. Melo, Jalil, Drippy, whatever you want to call me. And we are back with another episode of I'm going to Shut Up Podcast. This is episode 23. It's our Jordan episode or LeBron episode. But um, I hope everyone's having a good day out there. If you're not having a good day, go do something to make sure that you're having a good day. Because who's in charge of your happiness? You are. Uh, yeah, as I was just saying, it is our LeBron or Jordan episode. Whoever you consider the best 23. I mean, Jordan. Jordan's the original. So, yeah, we're just going to call it our Jordan year, our Jordan episode. But, um, yeah, man, just got to wrap up. Um, well, not really wrap up, but if you're not on Twitter, you might not know, but <laughs> Nicki Minaj has not stopped yet. Um. She was just, today, I'm recording on Thursday, yesterday, Wednesday, she was in Twitter spaces talking for another 40 minutes about Megan Thee Stallion. And um, yeah, if you're not familiar with Twitter spaces, or uh, if you remember, um, what was that shit called? Not Talkbox. Clubhouse, yeah, if you remember the app Clubhouse, that's literally what Twitter Spaces is, but it's on Twitter, so, or X, whatever you want to call it, but yeah, she was on there for like 40 minutes talking about Meg Thee Stallion some more, and then she wound up bringing Rihanna into it by saying that Meg wanted her own, wanted her own Rihanna moment, what she meant by that is, you remember the whole Rihanna and Chris Brown fight? Um, Rihanna was on Good Morning America like the next day or something. Yeah, that's what she was referring to. I really just, as I said last episode, like Nicki Minaj, you are a legend. Please just give this little petty shit up and just go be a legend, bro. That's all. Just, that's what you need to do. Just do that. Jeez Louise, bro. I don't know. For one line to start all of this stuff about you going crazy on Meg is what she's. I think she said on the Breakfast Club. Meg Thee Stallion said on the Breakfast Club. Hit Hit Dogs is gonna holler, and you have been hollering for the past fucking like ninety six hours, bro. Shut up. Just shut up. You proving her right. Just shut up. I don't know. You're still amazing though, but just please, just stop it. Just stop. But um, nextly, I wanted to talk about this because um, I did I was going to add it on my last episode, but I forgot to. So I'm gonna just talk about it now. Listen, Drea Michelle is sick as shit, bro. She's sick. I don't care what nobody says. She is sick. She is 39 years old, being impregnated by a 21 year old. If it's a rumor, whatever. I don't care. The bitch is sick, bro. That's sickening. And it's the sickest thing because. Dog, she has a son that is 21 years old. I know for damn sure, her being 39, she would not want a 39-year-old woman dating her 21-year-old son. She would not want that. I guarantee it. I can almost guarantee that shit. So why would you date another woman's 21-year-old son and then get pregnant by him? Like, listen, I'm, I'm equal opportunists. 
So if this was a dude, an older dude and a younger girl, y'all would call him a groomer and a pedophile and all that other shit and a sick person. Do the same shit for Drea, bro. Do the same exact shit for Drea. Like, listen, I'm not even going, like, I'm I'm, I'm on Jalen Green, like, I'm talking to Jalen Green now. I understand you wanting to pop Drea, bro. You're 21. You've probably fantasized about her. Might have had posters of her. She might have been your backdrop on your cell phone. You might have thought she was bad as shit. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with you approaching her. Bro, that is something you hit a couple times, bro. Just to fucking, to satisfy the fantasy. You don't get that pregnant. What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Yes, she's 39, bro. She's probably as old as your mom. That's crazy. Like, trust me, I know it don't matter to you because what, you're going to be up. Like, they, they saying you're going to be a max player in a few years. So you're going to be up some few hundred million. So that's cool, but it's like, bro. If you got her pregnant, you are dumb as shit. And you don't have any OGs around you to tell you otherwise. Because why the fuck, bro? It's Drea. She's 39. She didn't been with hella rappers, celebrities, music, basketball players before you. You just, you put, make that a notch on your belt, bro. You don't go public with that. You don't get her pregnant. And listen, I'm pro-ho. And I'm for all of the, the whole stuff, right? But it's like, Listen, bro, you got to have some type of morals. And not even morals, because it's like, all right, if there was someone closer in age, be like, yeah, bro, if you want to get Drea pregnant, get her pregnant. Marry her shit. I don't give a fuck. Hoes can be married, too. But the fact that you literally have a son the same age as this nigga, that is absolutely crazy. Let's just say you are pregnant by him, right? Or everyone's saying it's a rumor. Let's say you are pregnant by him. You expect your 21-year-old son to respect the word of the man that you're with when he's 21 as well? Bro, they probably going to box. Them niggas going to fight. They're going to fight. Because how the fuck, <laughs> like, your 21-year-old son has to now respect this this other 21-year-old man that could very well be the dad of his youngest brother or youngest sibling. <laughs> like, that is crazy, bro. They're both 21. That's fucking sick. That is sick. I'm sorry, Drea. You, you, you said that your wholeness was deleted. Well, bitch, all of that wholeness is coming right back. You got it all back with this stupid shit you doing like that's predator you're being a predator and i don't give a fuck if he approached you like you know why would you like okay the nigga wanted to fuck you all right what well, fine but getting pregnant by the nigga bro come on drea you've been around the block way too many times you're 39 bitch what are you doing oh that shit is crazy bro it's crazy as fuck that shit is crazy. Like, I've actually, I've been in something similar. <laughs> like, I'll get more into it on another episode. But yeah, like, when I was 19, I was fucking with a 36-year-old. And my mom fucking hated my guts and hated that girl's guts. Because my mom, I'm 19. My mom was 39. 
She was like, how the fuck are you fucking with a woman that is three years younger than me? That makes no fucking sense. It don't. And in retrospect, when I'm 29 now, I'm looking like, yes, that really made no sense. That bitch was kind of tripping. But was I loving it when I was 19? Hell yeah, I was. And I know Jalen Green is loving it too. But bro, I would never in my right mind got that fucking 36-year-old pregnant at 19. The fuck? That shit is crazy, bro. Drea, you're sick as hell. And your wholeness has been all the way reactivated. Period, point blank. Um, nextly, I wanted to talk about this because I feel like this is an everlasting dilemma with what is happening in, um, I guess predominantly the black culture, but it could be happening in other cultures as well, but I'm a black man, so I typically deal with black culture stuff, <laughs> but, um, the topic is basically this. The game is supposed to be sold, not told, right? Versus each one, teach one. That is an everlasting dilemma in the black community because they contradict each other. They completely contradict each other. Like, the game is supposed to be sold, not told, right? I feel like that that is a terrible rule that black people live by. Other people can live by it too, but again, like I said, I'm I'm going off of black culture because I'm a black man. That's a terrible rule to live by, bro. The game is supposed to be sold, not told. This is why, in my opinion, bro, we're we're doing so badly as a as a whole unit. Because the game is supposed to be sold, not told. So basically it's saying when you get to when you achieve this level of success, right? You don't then turn around and try to bring your people up or give them the game, give them the knowledge. No, you go and create a course and you sell them the knowledge. But you know most of these people around you and from your environment where you came from, they can't afford this shit. So how do you expect them? Like how, who are you selling the game to? You selling the game to people that don't look like you. And now they're getting ahead more than people who look like you. And that's why black people stay where the fuck we are. Because a lot of us believe that shit. Sold, the game is to be sold, not told. I'm going to bring myself up and then I'm going to try to sell you what I got to get there. But you know, I can't afford this shit because I'm barely making ends meet where we all were. You was barely making ends meet with me, but somehow you figured something out and you got to get ahead. Why not tell me that so then I can get ahead? So now we can be, get ahead. And now we go tell some other pe some other black people in the community so they can get ahead. So now all of us are ahead. You feel what I'm saying? It's like there's enough there's enough money and all success out here for everybody. But with the game is to be sold not told like that's I feel like it's a descendant from the crabs in a barrel mentality. Like, I don't want you to now get everything that I worked for. Oh, I worked for all of this. So now I don't want to make it easier for you. Nah, you got you to gotta pay me to make it easier for you so I can give you the information. Because it's like, 
or, or, or maybe not crabs in a barrel because crabs in a barrel is like it's like they don't want you to be better than them because like i think what the game is well no because that yeah maybe that's why because it's like all right i put in all this hard work and sweat and tears to get to where i'm at i'm not about to just give you this information so you can be where i'm at and you didn't go through everything that i had to go through to get there but for the betterment of black people right give the information that's why i'm more of <clears throat> Give the information to make it easier for the other black people coming up behind you. That's why I am an advocate <clears throat> and I agree and I, I push. I'm with the each one teach one one method because, yes, if I've learned some shit that can be beneficial to me, and I, nine times out of ten, I know it can be beneficial to my brother. It can be beneficial to my sister. It can be beneficial to people that look like me. So I'm going to give I'm going to give the game because I want us all to be good. Like I want us all to start moving up in this uh in the social ladder. You feel what I'm saying? Like I really think like more of us need to adopt that mindset of each one teach one. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I went through what I went through, but I want to make it easier for you so you don't have to go through what you uh what I went through. You feel what I'm saying? Like Parents say that to their kids all the time, but we need to do that for not just our children or, or our family circle or our village. We need to do that for everyone who fucking looks like us. If you're a black man or black woman or whatever, black person, you know, non-binary, gender, uh, genderless people, all that stuff. If you are a black person and you need help in some shit that you can see that I'm doing pretty well in, please come tell, come Come ask me because I'm going to give you the game, bro. I'm going to give whoever the game because there is enough success and money out here for all of us, bro. That crab in a barrel mentality, that shit comes from like, I think it's, I think it descends from the Willie Lynch theory. And if you, you know, the Willie Lynch theory, that, that, that could be a whole episode. So we're not going to go into that, but yeah, like, yeah, bro, just we need to abolish black people need to abolish the ideology and the mindset of the game is to be sold not told because that's what keep that's what keeps um like major wealthiness or major wealth that's what makes it so sporadic in the black culture in my opinion that's what it is right there because the game is to be sold, not told. That's dumb as hell. Look at the bro, look at the Asian community. Look at the Jewish community. Look at white communities. They telling the game. They not they don't give a fuck about selling it. Because they know the more people they tell, the more they uh that group will be successful. Feel what I'm saying? That's all I'm that's all I really had to say about that. Like, yeah, bro. Drop the whole, the game should be sold, not told. Each one, teach one. That should be the moniker and the method, ideology, mindset, all of that stuff that you teach, that we teach each other for going forward. Each one, teach one, bro. And then that's how we can rise. Excuse me. But nextly, I want to talk to y'all about fucking <clears throat> overbearing mothers, bro. <laughs> 
Uh, mom, I'm talking about you, obviously. <laughs> uh, yo, I gotta tell y'all about this time, right? Now, I grew up in Blackwood. Um, and if you're from Blackwood, New Jersey, there's a townhouse development or community called uh, La Cascada, right? Now, in my little townhouse, in my little court, right, there was one entrance in and one entrance out. It was the same entrance, right? So when you came in, when you when you drove into my court, I lived in 254. Now, when you drove into the court, you passed 254 on the left side, right? Now, when you drive around the court, there was a party. It was a Friday night. <laughs> there was a party at 277, right? Now, 254 is like, imagine this is a big square right here. <clears throat> 254 is right here. Driving around the square, 270, what I say, 277? Yeah, 277 is right here. So basically, you can see, like you could, you could walk out of my door at 254 and see the very, like you didn't even have to walk out of my door. You could look out of my window my kitchen window, and see the front door of 277, right? Now, this is why I'm talking about overbearing moms. Bro, I asked my mom, can I go to the party? She's like, all right, yeah, you can go. It's a Friday night. Bro, the fucking party, like I said, was at 277. My mom could see the door. Now, the party was over at 1 o'clock, right? I think I'm probably like a freshman in high school, so I'm like 14. So typically, my curfew is 12 o'clock. And I'm like, all right, I understand. But I asked my mom. I'm like, mom, I know my curfew is normally 12 o'clock, but the party is right over there. Like, you can, you open the front door, you see the house I'm at. You see the party happening. You see me walking there, everything, right? Can I please... Stay until 1 o'clock until the party is over. She says, hell no. I'm like, mom, I'm right across. I'm not even like across the street, essentially. Like, you know exactly where I'm at. I think she even knew whose party it was that I was going to and knew their parents. She said, hell no, you're not coming. You get your ass in here at 12 o'clock. And if you're not in here at 12 o'clock, you, uh, you ground it for like two weeks. So, bro, I try. So, obviously, I make, I make it back by 12 because it's like I didn't want to be grounded. But I fucking, I pushed that bitch to like, <laughs> to like 11.58 and then I finally left. But, yeah, bro, it's like, why do moms do that shit? <laughs> Mom, why you do that extra shit, bro? Don't do that shit with my grandson, uh, with your grandson. Well, actually, no, be overbearing because I don't want. Well, no, I don't know. I think that was that was doing too much. That's basically what I'm getting at. You did way too much that night and you made me miss the best hour of the party. Everybody know, especially in high school, the best part of the party is the hour before the shit end. Because that's when everybody, all the girls is dancing, all the dudes got a girl to dance with, all the dance parties and the crumping and the Wu-Tang battles, all that shit is done with. Now they starting to, like, 
they getting into their slow jam bag, so all the girls want to start grinding on you, putting you on the floor and shit. You know, like you made me miss all. You made me miss the best part of the fucking party because you want to be. Oh well, I'm in charge. You gotta listen to what I got. What I'm saying. You ain't have no real rhyme or reason to as to why I couldn't stay an extra hour other than I'll set your curfew at twelve o'clock. You could have gave me an extra hour, yo. You knew exactly where I was. And and when I say she knew exactly where I was, I 1,000%. She 1,000% knew exactly where I was. I was one of those teens. I, when I told my mom or I told my dad I was going somewhere, that's where I was. Simple. Like, I, I don't know. I didn't really lie to my parents about shit like that. Like, I felt I didn't really feel the need to. They always used to tell me stuff like, Oh, I'll give my dad. This used to be his favorite saying. I'll give you enough rope to hang yourself. And I felt like I never hung myself because if you tell me being at a certain time, I'm going to be there at a certain time. Like if something happens, like I remember this one time. Small tangent from what I'm saying. Well, no, we can get off that story. Yeah, mom, you were way too overbearing. All right. Uh, you should have let me go to the damn party. But this one time, right, I remember we went skating. It was like a school night. It was like a Wednesday. Uh, we were at my dad's house. And um, my boy Ty and his older brother, Ebby, and his older sisters, Ty uh, Teresa and Tyreka, Ty but I call her Tyreka. But Tyreka, Ebby, Teresa, me, Ty's dad, Ty's mom, right? And my brother. So they did like this Franklinville skating at, on like a Wednesday night or some shit. And my dad let us go, right? Now, he wanted us to be home by, like, 10.30 or some shit, right? Um, I remember this is the first time that I kind of, like, fucked up. But I really, like, in my opinion, I didn't fuck up. Because I, I texted my dad. He wanted us to be home at 10.30. I texted my dad at, like, 10 o'clock saying, hey, Pop. We're going to be a little late. Obviously, I'm not fucking driving. Like, but I can tell that we was going to be late. So I text him at 10 o'clock. Like, hey, pop, we're going to be a little late. This nigga doesn't respond. Right? He does not respond to me. And me texting him at 10, 10 o'clock saying that we was going to be a little late. He wanted us home at 1030. That was a half hour in advance. I thought that was good enough. We get home. Me and my brother get home. We get dropped off. We get home around like 1045, a little bit close, like maybe closer to 11. My dad is up in arms, snapping on me, ready to fuck us up. I'm like, dad, I texted you, though. I Like, I did exactly what you told me to do. You told me if I was going to be late from something and I, I can't control when I'm leaving to text you early. You know what this nigga said to me? He said, yeah, bitch, you texted me at 10 o'clock. You should have texted me somewhere around 9, 9, 9.30. You only texted me a half hour early before you were supposed to be home. I said, in my mind, this is what I wanted to say. You petty motherfucker, bro. Like, what are you talking about? Now you, you just want to fuck me up. But I didn't say that because obviously if I would have said that, I would have got fucked up. We did. We dodged the fuck up that night. But... We, we did get reprimanded. Dad yelling at us and shit. Going off on us. Then I feel like, oh yeah. Then he had me call. 
He had me call my, <laughs> he had me call Ty and be like, Ty, and I had to ask Ty to give his phone to his older brother, Ebby, because Ebby was a driver. And Ebby <laughs> had to explain to my dad why we were late. I'm like, that overbearing, bro. Like, you're doing too much. <laughs> overbearing parents are annoying as shit sometimes. It's like, why are you doing all of this shit and embarrassing me? Then I get to school the next day. Ty just laughing at me like, yo, I, it was like, nigga, I told you, bro. I told you if we was going to be late, my dad was going to snap the fuck out. And you seen what happened. He laughing like, yo, I really didn't think he was going to do that. Like, yes, nigga, I told you he was. I know my parents. That's why I was telling y'all, like, let's just leave a little early. Because they didn't want to leave. They was like, no, this should. The skating was over at like 10 o'clock, right? But they knew people there. So, and the skating was in Franklinville. We were li we lived in Sicklerville. So, if we would have left as soon as the skating was over at 10 o'clock, we would have gotten home at 10.30. But I'm telling this, these niggas, like, come on, come on, yo. I got to go and be late. These niggas was ignoring me, obviously, because they knew they people. They, they parlaying and busting it up with they people. So, we get in the car like 10.10-ish. I've already sent a message, and once I once I got in the car and I realized my dad didn't text us back, I knew it was up for us. Like, I just knew it. But luckily, like I said, we didn't get our ass beat. We just got reprimanded and yelled at. But, um, yeah, man. Shit's overbearing parents. I know y'all mean well, but just, like, cool the fuck out sometimes. Y'all be doing way too much sometimes for real, for real. But um, nextly, I forget what episode I told y'all, but I was—I told y'all I was going to tell y'all about my first and my only blackout drunk story, right? Now, my boy Tank, if you're watching this, first of all, I'm so sorry for your loss, bro. My boy Tank, I think he lost um, his mom passed, or I think he said somebody took her life. I'm, listen, bro, I'm, I'm so sorry that happened to y'all, and I know your family unit is going through it right now. Just prayers out from me and mine to yours. But telling, I, I had to say that, but you're in this story, bro. You're in this story, if you remember. <laughs> my only, the only time that I have been blackout drunk in my life, right? So I was probably like, I was like, 18, 19, uh, I was 18, because this was, this was right after I graduated, so yeah, 2013, fucking, you're out of school, no, 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 this was 2012, yes, 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 this was, this was right before I graduated, I'm lying, not right after, it was right before, so, because, I, I knew all the people and everything, so yeah. I wasn't after high school. I stopped kind of partying with the high schoolers because why are you doing that? But um, yeah. So I go to this house, white person's house. Um, I forget whose party it was, but it was a junior's party. But the seniors that they were cool with or whatever, like a lot of us seniors were there, right? So. As soon as I walk in the party, right? As soon as I walk in, 
I forget who it was, but some I Well did I see I definitely seen you there, bro. You was there. You was there. I think you might have you we might have shared a drink. A drink, for real, for real. You were the, you definitely were there. Cause I remember you being there. Yeah, yeah, all right, I'll get into it. But okay, so soon as I walk in, right? Um, this white girl, I forget her name, but she she's like, take a shot with me, take a shot with me. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. So me and this white girl, we take a shot. Then she disappears, bro. The bitch disappears, leaves me with her bottle. Full fucking bottle, bro. Full bottle. We 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 took two shots out of the shit. I don't know, it was like she could have drunk with some other people, but I think it was like it was like kettle one vodka. Some bottom of the barrel shit, right? So we take shots of that. I make the face. I'm like, mm. she she dis the fuck appears, right? So now I'm walking around with this girl's bottle. I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna just give her her bottle when I see her again. Fucking like 20, 30 minutes goes by. Don't see her. So I'm like, fuck it. I start popping the bottle myself. I'm like, maybe the bitch left. So I'm popping the bottle myself. I think this is where you come in, Martel. Like, I, I might have gave you a shot. I was Now I'm passing shots. Yeah. Now I'm passing shots out. Right? Drink that whole fucking bottle. We down that bitch. I drink a lot of it, but yeah. Down that bitch. I'm in this party drunk as shit now. Fucking, I forget who it was. Someone offered me a cigarette. I fucking burn. I'm... <laughs> I burn that whole cigarette down, bro. I don't smoke cigarettes. <laughs> I smoke a whole fucking cigarette. I'm in that bitch turnt, bro. Having it. That's where you come in, Martel. I think, yeah, like I said, I think I, I gave you shots. I gave you shots. I think I gave Brandon Medina shots. I think I gave, uh, who was I with? Shane and Ra shots. Like, Aaron shot. Bro, Every anybody who wanted a shot, I was giving them a shot. Because this bitch is just... She left me with the bottle, bro, and disappeared. I really think she, like, left because I literally did not see her any other time in that party. And we was there for a good, like, hour and a half, two hours, right? So, um, like I said, I just smoked a cigarette. I steamed that bitch down, too. And I'm drunk as shit, turning this motherfucker, right? And everything is everything after that. So, then... Aaron's like, bro, we about to, we gonna be out, we gonna be out, we gonna dip. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. I try to get in the fucking car. I cannot open the door. Drunk as shit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting there laughing outside of the car, like, bro, I can't, I can't open the door, bro. Somebody got open the door. I'm fucked up. I can't open the door, bro. So these niggas, because Aaron, Ra, and Shane, they didn't they wasn't really that fucked up like yeah they they had a couple shots from me but it's like i downed a lot of that fucking bottle bro like and this was like the big you know the kettle the the cheap big kettle one vodka shit it'd be like a liter of vodka bro i'm downing that shit whole bottle done for real for real so they opened the car door for me and now from the last thing I remember, like, we drove home. I remember, like, I was word slurring. I, I couldn't really have nothing in my head. But luckily, Aaron, 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 that was my boy. He he knew where I lived, so he just got us to my house. Fucking, I'm so drunk, bro. These niggas, Ra and Shane, had to help me into the house, bro. Like, these niggas had to carry me into the house. I was that fucked up. 
And I don't even remember. Like, I really don't remember getting into the fucking house. I, I, I just, like, I'm, I'm telling you the shit that I remember and then the shit that was told to me about what happened, right? So, literally, the last thing I remember was them niggas, like, kind of dragging me up the steps, right? And I told them, well, they told me that I told them, because I'm, yeah, they was, they told me that I told them that I told them to just crash there for the night, right? I'm like, y'all just stay here, whatever. So, they obliged. So, that's my, that's the end of my fucking recollection right there. So, now, I'm going off of everything my dad told me. He told me, I woke up at like 2.30 in the morning to you just laying in a pool or a pile of your own throw up, just dry heaving, calling my name. Dad, please help. Dad, please. Dad, please. I need help. Dad, please. I need help. I don't remember none of this shit. <laughs> but he was like, all right, so I, I pulled your drunk ass up, sent, took you to the bathroom, and like, Threw you in the shower because you was covered in fucking throw up and the floor had throw up on it and everything, right? So I don't I really don't remember none of that shit. But he was like, Yeah, you was fucked up. So then after I clean you up, he was like, I go and I realize in the living room it's two niggas knocked out in my living room. My we used to sleep, uh, we used to keep a bat near our front door. <laughs> my dad said he grabbed and Shane and Rock confirmed this too. My dad said he grabbed a fucking bat, bro. And was like, who the fuck is y'all niggas in my house, bro? And it was like, Mr. Reynolds, Mr. Reynolds, Mr. Reynolds, please, we're Jalil's friends. We're Jalil's friends. He was really drunk. We just wanted to make sure he was okay and getting into the house. Bro, I don't remember none of that shit. But <laughs> my dad, my dad tells that story hilariously. And I'm like, Alright, so he was like, who the fuck is y'all? He told he told him it was his friend, and then he told him his name. He was like, I'm Shane, I'm, uh, what the fuck was Rob's real name? I don't even remember Rob, I think it was like Ramir or something. But it was like, I'm Shane, I'm Rob, we're Jalo's friends from Highland. He was really, really drunk at this party. We just wanted to make sure that he was okay in the house. And we just, we figured we'd stay here because he was really fucked up. Like, we didn't want him to, I don't know. Pass out, get alcohol poisoning, die, something, right? That was their reasoning. So my dad let them let them basically stay for the night, and then in the morning he took them home, right? Bro. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I didn't know none of that shit happened. I had to fucking hear about it on Monday going to school. Them, all them niggas laughing at me. Ron, Shane, Aaron, they was like, bro, you was fucked up. That was the fuck, the most fucked up we've ever seen you. I was like, bro, I'll never drink like that again. And I'm 29, right hand up to God. I have never drank like that again, bro. I don't, like, the fact that my dad told me that I was literally laying in a pool of my own throw up, just dry, heat, dry heaving, calling out for help. That's crazy, bro. And motherfuckers be doing that to themselves every weekend. You motherfuckers that, get, that drink every weekend, bro, or get pissy drunk all the time. Why do you like that shit? I don't know. One time, I needed that to happen to me one time, and that was it for me. That was a wrap. That was a wrap. Oh, man.
Nextly, though, I want to talk to y'all about having a good relationship, bro. Like, this isn't really, this isn't even really like a deep topic. It's really just something that I need y'all to understand. Like, a good relationship and a strong, thriving, surviving relationship, it requires 200%. It requires 100% from one party and 100% from the other party. I don't know where the fuck we got this 50-50 shit from. Because just imagine you're giving 50 you giving 50% of yourself to somebody. They're not going to want you. That's what y'all be doing in these relationships. It requires both parties to give 100%, to put in 100% effort to make the relationship thrive. If one person, if both of y'all are putting in 50%, Y'all are y'all are cheating yourselves. You're cheating yourselves from having a good relationship because you only gonna put in this amount of effort because you you know they only putting in that amount of effort. Both of y'all need to put in a hundred percent to be successful. It's very that was a very short little thing that I wanted to say. Like there was nothing really too like I don't really have to go too in depth to it, but you should. That that should be common sense. Both of party both partners give a hundred percent in the relationship to make the relationship thrive and last and be a successful relationship. All right. Period point blank on that one. Oh uh, man. Nextly. Uh, listen, bro. I need the hip hop community to stop being in a chokehold when it comes to diamonds. Like, seriously. Like, don't get me wrong. I have some real diamonds. I got a watch with real diamonds. My red, my wedding ring has real diamonds. Angela's wedding ring has real diamonds. Like, I got a, um, another ring with real diamonds in it. Like, don't get me wrong. Diamonds are great. But I need y'all to know, they tax the fuck out of you niggas because you don't know what the fuck you're really getting. You rapper niggas... That nigga, niggas that be paying eighty, ninety thousand dollars for chains, bro. They are beating the fuck out of y'all. Because guess what? Nine times out of ten, all those diamonds that are used for your chain, those VS ones, them VS stones that they telling you about, bro. They know you don't know what the fuck you really looking at. So they put in the bullshit flawed diamonds that aren't good enough for engagement rings and shit like that into the jewel into your chain, bro. That's what they're using it for. They throwing them in the dumbass rapper chains because y'all won't know the difference. Y'all don't be knowing. And y'all so y'all so fucking excited to say, oh, I just dropped $125,000 on this on this necklace. And you got all flawed bullshit ass stones in your necklace. Dumb. Dumb shit. Also, Moissanite. Moissanite literally has the same genetic makeup. As a diamond. Like the same the same exact shit. You know the only difference? It, it doesn't come with the dangers and the traumas of real diamonds. You know, like blood diamonds. Sierra Leone where they was cutting niggas hands off and shit for fucking diamonds. But you just want to rock that because it's a prestige piece. It makes you feel superior to niggas. Because you go, oh shit, I paid... $77,000 for this fucking tennis chain. You're dumb. <laughs> like, 
Don't get like moissanite. Moissanite is great. That's that's what they call lab grown diamonds. But it's the same exact shit, bro. It's the same genetic makeup. The same shit. The same exact shit. Jewelers will tell you that. If you really want to know, they'll tell you that shit. <clears throat> the fuck the fact of the matter is, honestly, you niggas are dumb and you trying to convince other niggas to be dumb with you. That's literally what it is, bro. And the craziest part about it, real diamonds don't even shine brighter than moissanite or white sapphire. That's another gemstone if you didn't know about it. It's called white sapphire that looks very like very identical to a fucking diamond, bro. It white sapphire actually shines the brightest out of those three, out of real diamond, moissanite and and white sapphire. But you going to go pay thousands of dollars for that diamond. Well, you I mean, you probably still going to pay that uh you'll pay like was not decades. What's a 10? Deca? Not a dozen. You'll pay ten, twenty thousand dollars for them real diamonds. You'll pay about three to four thousand, maybe, for them moissanites. Them lab grown diamonds. That's still money you spending. And I seen this on fucking I seen this on jewelry TikTok. Bro, you can't. I think they said you cannot resell, like, you can't resell, really, like, you can't go to another jeweler and resell those fucking big rapper pieces and shit. Like, once you put them, once you put diamonds in that shit, you cannot resell it. I don't know why, but you can resell it with moissanite, because I, I don't know, there's something around there. Uh, but the, the fucked up part is, right, niggas say moissanite is fake. And it defeats the purpose of buying jewelry, right? Because they are active, like, these niggas are actively trying to impress other niggas. Like, that's what you're doing. Because, let me be like, oh, you see a motherfucker in a chain, and, and I, I guess some people can be like, oh, I can tell that's a fake chain. Uh, you corny for that. Nigga. I'm wearing a chain because I want to wear it. I don't give a fuck what you think about it. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just really need y'all to stop. Like, bro. And not to mention all of these famous jewelers. Jacob the jeweler. That nigga did his dirty. Icebox. Icebox constantly, constantly does rappers dirty over and over again. Fucking. I think Johnny. I think there might have been some scandal with Johnny Dang as well. Bro, all of these niggas is just beating y'all over the head because they know y'all do not know what the fuck y'all talking about. And you just going to spend however much money to make it look like you got it. And even if you do got it, bro, $250,000 on a chain is fucking ridiculous. It makes no sense. Like, what I was just talking about, I, I don't know if y'all seen it, but I've definitely seen it. I hope y'all have seen it as well. So you know what I'm referring to. But I seen this video of Lil Baby walking in Icebox, right? He was buying a chain for $25,000. They, accident they accidentally charged his card for $225,000. And he's just going to be like, all right, you can just, just leave it in here and store credit. What the fuck, bro? They just raped, <laughs> like, they just played in your fucking face. 
That wasn't no mistake, bro. That wasn't a mistake. Them niggas be doing us dirty, bro. And here, here you niggas go. Just thinking you better than people because you overpay for shiny stones, bro. Like, do y'all understand? Black people are, like, we're the biggest fucking lick in this country. People look at us and they see fucking food and dollar signs. And y'all just, y'all fall right into the dumb shit. They oversell you on this bullshit ass jewelry. And then you fall for it. I don't know, like I said, there, I do have real, I do have real diamond jewelry. For some, like, my wedding ring, real diamonds. The the ring I wear on my fucking middle finger sometimes, or my or my pointer finger, real diamonds. Fucking my my JBW watch, real diamonds. Angela's engagement ring, real diamonds. Like for some things, yes, I will pay for that. But everything else, it's gonna be either. Look, I'm also one. I mix and match my real jewelry with fake jewelry, and it's not even fake jewelry. Let's say like. I'll have some real 14 karat gold chains, okay? Then I'll have some sterling silver chains that are dipped in 14 karat gold, gold chains. And I will mix and match them bitches. Because that's the tr that's the trick to my in my opinion. You pay for really good quality jewelry, right? Okay, cool. But some shit if you just like it, bro, and you just going to rock it a couple times, why does it have to be Ooh, excuse me. That was a crazy burp. Why does it have to be so expensive and real for you to wear it? Bitch, it's real if I got it on. I don't know. That's just, I just always, like, I really hate how materialistic black people are sometimes, bro. Because that shit don't mean nothing in the grand scheme of things. So why do we care so much? Why do we put so much... Uh, prestige on it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know, man. But also, nextly, I want to say shout out to the black stylists that normalize deposits for service, bro. Y'all change the game. Y'all changed the fucking game, bro. <laughs> Y'all have changed the fucking game. You have to, like, this this hasn't happened to us yet, but for the women, basically. And also, too, I feel like in one of the earlier episodes, I said I was going to stay out of women business. I lied about that, bro, because women business is fun. Y'all got all the fun shit. All niggas do, all we do is talk about fucking sports and who killed who. Like, y'all be talking about all the fun shit. We got the boring fucking mundane shit to talk about, like. Women's business is fun, so I'm probably not going to stay out of it. But, yeah, back to what I was saying. The women, bro, like, I be seeing the stylists, like, you have to pay a deposit before you get your hair done or, or some braids or whatever. And I just be like, I really just hope that the uh, the deposit goes towards the the total that you're paying for, right? And I really want to know where it came from. And, and I'm saying this now. Listen to me close, barbers, black barbers. If y'all niggas start trying to hit us up for fucking deposits for a haircut, that will be the day that I I will learn to be a self-barber. Fuck out of here. 
Y'all women go through a lot there. But, yeah. Y'all made this shit a norm. And people, it seems like people are abiding by it. But, yeah, I just don't understand. I just want to know who is the first one to do it. And why hasn't it taken on or caught on in any other culture but black culture? You go to a white salon or a white stylist, she's not going to have you pay a, a deposit. Unless she's like completely engulfed in black culture and she knows the deposit game. But like, I'm talking like a Becky stylist or something. Fucking, I don't know. The Dominicans, when you go to the Dominican braid shop or the Jamaican braid shop, something, right? They not going to make you fucking pay a deposit. I don't think. But hey, more power to y'all. Get y'all bread. I just think it's a little crazy. But hey, get your bread, bro. Get your bread. Also, <laughs> coupled with that, I seen one of I seen a Facebook friend. Yes, I'm older. I'll be on Facebook. I need to get more onto Twitter. <laughs> Honestly, bro, my Twitter is just full of sex. That's what I go on Twitter for. <laughs> on twitter for fucking bored i need to stop that though because more most of the shit be happening on twitter and then it trickled down it trickles down to every other fucking social media platform but yeah i'll be watching hello porn on twitter sometimes i ain't even gonna lie to you but coupled with this i seen a stylist say i know my clients get more money than me there is no way i could afford these prices let alone every month i love y'all <laughs> Surely that is a huge problem, bro. <laughs> that's that's crazy. If you couldn't afford your own prices, why do you think it's okay to charge people that? <laughs> like you can't afford your own like you cannot you couldn't afford your own prices. So clearly I don't know like maybe the prices aren't match to your demographic because if you're a representation of your demographic and you know that you can't afford your prices odds are them shits is a little bit too high right but i guess not if she's saying she said they they be paying that shit every month hey some people just be they be finessing out here but yeah that's all i had to say about the stylists get y'all bread bro i ain't mad at y'all if they gonna pay the deposit let them pay the deposit Shit, I'm so happy. <laughs> I am. Yeah, fuck it. I'm so happy I'm not having a daughter because, yeah, having to go to the salon or go personal stylist and having to pay them a deposit. No. And it sucks because they, they even be coming with late fees and shit. Now, they do got the late fees at the barbershops. But how the fuck you charging a late fee? But when you when your cut run runs uh when your cut your haircut runs over the one before me, you don't give me a discount. That's fishy, bitch. That's some real fishy shit. I don't like it. I don't like it, bro. I don't like it. But nextly, off of the stylish shits. Listen, I want to tell y'all something, and this. These are absolute rules. I don't want to fucking hear nobody debate me, but you can if you want. I don't care. It's all in good fun. But listen, been pondering my mind. I've done my own research and everything, done extensive research, and this is what I've come up with. This is how long sex is supposed to last, okay? Now, 
for a quickie under six minutes. Quickies are under six minutes, I repeat. Under six minutes. Now, you're sitting there thinking, watching like six minutes, that ain't nothing, right? You do a plank right now. Get down, put your put your put your forearms on the ground, stand on your tippy toes, and you do a plank right now for six minutes. And you tell me that's not a long ass fucking time. Exactly. How about this? Boxing matches is three minutes. You jump, you go try to fight two rounds in boxing and tell me that's not a long ass time. Y'all being way too fucking spoiled. Six minutes is more than enough time for a quickie when it comes to sex. Regular sex. And this is per round, right? Like, okay? Your regular sex. Six to 15 minutes. That's it. Six to 15 minutes, bro. Anywhere in that time frame from six to 15 minutes, that's how long regular sex should last. And y'all both should get to be able to get an, um, a nut out of that. Okay? Like, our mind be playing tricks on us, bro. You be thinking you just fucked for at least 25, 30 minutes whole time. You just fucked for 10 minutes. That was it. Sex time and real time are different. <laughs> Shit is different. Now, making love. Making love. Now, that will go from 15 to 22 minutes. Now, remember, this is per round. This is per round. It's not like this is one round. One round of love making. The longest this it lasts you is twenty two minutes, um, because these are your 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 slow deep strokes. You know, y'all kissing and missionary and fucking caressing each other. All of that shit might even pull out a little bit to to eat it a little bit. You know, that's what you're doing and you're making love. Twenty two minutes, y'all both gonna come. Now, that's really just. That's an episode of Family Guy with no commercials. Or that, like that's an episode of Family Guy on a streaming on a streaming platform. 22 minutes. <clears throat> and listen, foreplay is not included in these times. Because let's be real here. Foreplay can last however long you want it to last or however long it needs to be. So like I said and I don't really think you're doing foreplay with a quickie, so you're not really going to add foreplay to the quickie. But regular sex. Your foreplay time could be in there. I'll do some regular sex. You know, it might end in some back shots or something. Yes, about 6 to 15 minutes, bro. That's all you need. She's going to come. You're going to come. Y'all going to be good. Then go smoke you a blunt afterwards. Or if you don't smoke a blunt, I don't know, relax 10, 10 15 minutes later, 20 minutes later at the most probably. You ready for round two. Right? You can do the same thing. Making love. 22 minutes max. That's max, bro. I don't... All you niggas out here that be like, oh, I be fucking for an hour. You're lying. You're lying. You're lying because... Or you're... Because you're not looking at the clock. You... Like I said, sex time and real time are different things. You think you fucking for an hour. You're fucking for 22 minutes at the most. That's it. You fuck... That's, like... Or if you really have gotten to pass an hour, that girl's pussy was trash, bro. Sorry. Because how the fuck you fucking for an hour? That's crazy. What Shannon say? If she got the wet, wet, I'm touching bus. <laughs> Real shit, though. Like, 
fucking for over an hour, that's bad pussy. And that's some weak, that's probably some, like, not good dick neither. Well, no, I guess, nah, that has to be, that has to be bad pussy. Because a nigga can make himself come with his hand. If you fucking a woman for an hour straight, penetration, in, out, in, out, all that stuff. And you don't come for an hour, bro. That's wild as hell. I could, I wouldn't even want to do that. I got shit to do in my life. I don't want to fuck for an hour. Like an hour straight without one nut bust. Crazy. That's fucking crazy. But I gave you all the sex parameters and the the, the timing for this uh for sex, all right? Don't debate me because it's the truth. <laughs> you can do your own research and realize that I'm not wrong. But like I said, go over it one more time. A quickie, anything under six minutes. Regular sex, six to 15 minutes. Nothing past 15 minutes. Making love, 15 to 22 minutes. Nothing past 22 minutes. Foreplay is not included in those time constraints. All right? Now, those are all my topics that I had for today. Let's get into some fan questions real quick. We got three this week. As I say, every every episode, for every episode, and it's not three this week, it's three this episode, sorry. But as I say every episode, whenever you see me post pod time, what's on your mind slash questions, put whatever you want to put, what is ever on your mind, whatever question you have in that suggestion box right there. Excuse me. So, for our first one, we got KJ Washington. He says Super Bowl predictions. Um, I'm going with, I'm going with the Chiefs, and the simple fact is, I don't want the 49ers to have six rings, bro. We're already tied with the bum ass Patriots, the fucking turncoats, as us being. Uh, when I say we, I mean the Steelers. The Steelers are already tied with the bum-ass Patriots with six rings. And if San Fran wins, they'll also have six rings. No, San Fran can stay tied with Dallas and whoever else got five rings. I am annoyed of Patrick Mahomes being this fucking good and going back to the Super Bowl again. But you got to respect greatness. So, And I'm riding with greatness. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Pacheco, I'm riding with y'all. Don't let me down. Even though I got terrible luck, and when I say shit like this out loud, like, oh, I'm going with the Chiefs, the Chiefs are going to probably lose because I said that. So, yeah, but that's my prediction. I'm predicting the Chiefs will win 34 to 27. I don't know. I just pulled that number out of my ass. But, uh, yeah. Well, Sean Mitchell says, what's your favorite way to weed? <laughs> um... What's your favorite way to weed? That's that's a weird way to ask a question. But, like, are you asking, like, what's my favorite way to consume it? Because if you're asking that, I would have to say blunts, bro. I can't, you can't go wrong with blunts. Like, blunts is just a classic, like, yeah, dabs are great. Edibles are cool, too. I finally had a good edible story. Um, joints, fine. Wet, like, the pens, all of that stuff. The tinctures. Like, everything is cool. But in my opinion, LaShawn, nothing will beat a, a good rolled blunt, bro. Nothing. Nothing you smoke out of or or consume weed out of will beat a good blunt, bro. You can't. I'm always going for the blunts. 
And um, my last one, I had three this week. China, she says money, being fit. So I'm guessing that was on your mind, and that should be on all of our minds at all times because, yeah, bro, we need to, we need to make the money, man. Money on my mind. Got to make that bread. You got to uh, be financially secure and financially stable and being fit. Listen, I be seeing you in the gyms. You be going hard. You be going hard. You way better than me because I'm kind of fat over here. <laughs> I didn't got fat in my uh in my relationship, but it's okay though. I need to figure out something though. So maybe maybe I need to start being fit. Needs to be on my mind more too because I I, I said it before. I don't want to be a fat dad. And there ain't nothing wrong with fat dads. Like you know, you still there. You still in the child's life, but. No, I don't want to be a fat dad. So yeah, man, I feel that. I hope, I hope I satisfied you typing money and being fit because yeah, you always need the money, and we all we also need to be fit so we can live longer lives. So yeah, man, I'm gonna shut up though. Those are all my questions that I had for today, um, and my topics and everything. Um, the song of the day, hmm, what song should we do for today, huh? Eh, haven't done this one yet, I don't think. The song of the day is Narcissist by He Is Melody. Narcissist Freestyle, okay? Um, make sure you like, comment, share, retweet, repost, subscribe, tell a friend, tell your mama, tell your uncle, tell your brother, tell whoever, all of that stuff. To this podcast, for this podcast, so this podcast can grow. Uh, I want you to make it a great day or not. The choice is yours, little bitch. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Smoke must stay mellow, motherfucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I've been called a narcissist I guess I love myself too much Fresh to death in my coffin fit You can look but don't you touch I don't want a piece, I want all of it I just cannot get enough And they always put my all in it Drive a Chevy but I'm built for tough Rolling backwards like a Batman Wait, but this ain't Christian Bale I don't usually drink when I do It's usually mixed with ginger ale I built my train and found my lane They tried to throw me off the rails And all my L's in life are lessons I can fall but I won't fall I built myself up like a carpenter Planted this season, I watch them all blossom Put the work in and harvest it Y'all with my way, I'm with opposite Delete y'all cause you're obsolete I heal toe in the face of defeat Don't look at the price, I don't need a receipt You can roll with the hippies, just keep it discreet Young nigga, but I'm big bro I'm been really out here since the get-go I'm smoking big backwoods Full of sicko They ten toes down I don't tiptoe I love my wife, she a Virgo She the ice to my inferno We so cute in public but in private we a porno and every half hour we get big call us the journal look that we brought us together that we keeping us closer but i knew that she was the one because i love her when i'm sober tell them niggas to move over because it's mellow time to shine i'm not waiting in no line i'm simply taking what is mine i'm smoking out the pound when it was three for 25 how magic felt like michael niggas know it is my time and i got fired from a job i wanted to leave for a while but ever 
since I left, it's like I see a brighter smile I'm betting on myself and let me say it's worth the while I'm accepting all my flaws, look I'm not swimming in the Nile I want the mobile floors, I'm too tired of seeing tile You tried to walk all in my shoes, you couldn't even pass a mile away Hold up, can we get into the particulars? Mellow parallel and you boys are perpendicular In your hometown, these niggas treat you like a visitor They love me like I'm from there, boy I know it's gotta be killing ya Smoking on the Katie, this a quarter, not an eighth Bitches used to play me, now they see me want a fellation Give my wife some cunnilingus, man, they young me wouldn't believe this shit They love you as melody, I give them something to believe in, bitch Hey, I give them something to believe in, bitch Here's Melo D, the Drippy Hippie. Hey, smoke while stay mellow. I've been called a narcissist. I guess I love myself too much.